What is going on, Ramley? As usual, I'm Jay, alongside here with Drew. Yo, yo. And we're your hosts for this episode of the We Not Me podcast. Now, I understand we've been away for a little bit. I promise you it's not because of the results, but you can use it if you want to. But I know y'all been feeling the same way, a little bit like us, dealing with uh, social media. Probably had to take a step back from it. All the uh, hear your coworkers and uh, neighbors alike, John and Year, about your team not winning the Super Bowl. But unlike them, unless they're Boston fans, their team probably didn't make it to the Super Bowl, and they can't say that. For those of you that have that patch sitting on your uh, throwback jersey, which I don't even think we'll see again unless we make it back, wear that damn jersey with pride. And in order to keep your horns up, you got to keep your head up. So uh, with that said, Super Bowl 53 is in the books. Patriots win at 13. We only dropped three on them. Drew, take us through it. Man, well, <laughs> we're calling this episode the lesson because me and you both think Bill Belichick taught a very important lesson to McVay. Lesson? More like lessons. Oh, uh, well, life lessons. You know, our, our <laughs> offense, it just couldn't get rolling all game. You know, you could try to blame it on and say, Gurley, you know, he was a decoy, but he wasn't all there. Or, you know, Cooks dropping that touchdown sucks. It, it does. But um, there's a lot. That's not his route. That that really wasn't what he was supposed to be doing. And you are. They already tried with Reynolds several times, and it's like, I mean, his well, he ain't got that muscle ability. The only person that we really had on the field that could do that was Higby, or uh, or Everett, if you wanted to try it. But they had to chip people. Yeah, make no mistakes about it. There's a reason why Goff saw him so late. You know, that wasn't one of, you know, Goff isn't some bad quarterback that doesn't see people wide open. <laughs> he's, he's a That wasn't supposed guy. to be that's wide open. That's what I'm saying. That's why he saw him so late because that wasn't supposed to be his route. That wasn't the where he was probably where he was even supposed to be. I wonder if Brandon Cooks even just saw something in the cover and said, let me, let me do this. That could have been some inside thing Brandon Cooks had from when he was playing there. He saw it in the middle of his route and said, ooh, let's try this. Nah, I don't think it was an Antonio Brown situation. I, I, no. I think that was maybe about two years back where he was throwing a damn tantrum. Yeah. But this dude slipped underneath. He bailed on his route, slipped underneath uh, the secondary. It was just wide open down the field and gets mad at uh, Ben Ben for checking it down. He's like, you're not even supposed to be over there. I, <laughs> if I stare you down, you're probably not covered. So probably, yeah, you are covered. If I'm in a situation at you like time. that, I'm thinking with that crucial play because it, it was just, it, it, it was a clinching game, despite how boring how boring offensive minded people may be about it. It wasn't over until we missed the field goal. With like uh, ten seconds left. Yeah, at the very end. That's where you just let everything go. Because even then, the Patriots are like, I mean, yeah, you you pretty much won it after that um, that interception because that that killed the most important aspect of a crucial game like that was momentum. Everybody just let out the air and was like, screw it, we lost it. Yeah. So, 
in that situation, you're starting to beat down the uh, the momentum and the emotion out of that offense. It was like if they get something going, something would set them back. You you finally even see Gurley break one off for 19 yards, and Holding. you don't see him again. Then he breaks off another one for like, uh, I want to say that was 17 yards, and then gets called back. Yeah, for holding. And it, it was like a phantom holding call. There was an angle that let that referee throw that flag because Everett fell on whoever was blo- um, yeah, uh, who was getting engaged with um, uh, John Sullivan. And then they just threw it because they thought John Sullivan just tackled the dude when it was uh, one of the linebackers pushing Everett into the back of, um, uh, I want to say it was Shelton that was going up against him. But it was little things like that. Like you couldn't, the Patriots have now taught us in the entire league, you can get momentum from out of thin air. Nothing. You can create it. <laughs> Not even thin air. There wasn't even thin air. They the just, underdog story. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. They they got momentum from just thin air or um I don't even know if I'm using the right word for that, but they inspiration that they, they got they got something to keep them going. Yeah, they put the chip on their own shoulder. <laughs> Against a young inexperienced team. That's all starry-eyed in the Super Bowl. And I'd, I'd, I'd hate to say it like that because the defense played lights out. Wade got the defense in um, in fashion to hold, at least hold Tom Brady to three points through three quarters. And half of the fourth. It was and like half seven of the minutes fourth. left, yeah. And McVay just could not do anything offensively against that. And when you go, when you go back to that play... He was probably supposed to be taking the safety. That was his route was supposed to be doing because if you look at it, McCordy drops all the way over by the pylon and he realizes, wait, there's no one over here. Oh, crap. And just starts running towards the middle of the end zone because he's like, either I'm doing P.I. or this is about to be perfect. And I don't even think he was looking at the ball when he started running. No, I doubt it. It was uh, like an NRC situation. Mm-hmm. Just his was a hell of a lot more perfect, and his uh, his moment of um, defense was a heck of a lot better. Uh, a heck of a lot better than Roby Coleman's, because yeah, Coleman just blasted the dude, <laughs> and uh, he went after the hands. He, he went. McCordy went right after his bicep and yeah. made sure his right hand was his right hand was out of the way, and it hit him in the hip. Just to, just in case if he would have muscled his way to catch that ball, he could push him out of bounds. And I don't even think um, Cooks would have stayed in bounds. He, he ran out of real estate. Yeah, I know. Because he, was... he threw the mailbox up, threw his <laughs> hand up, and he's like, uh. And then he, like, he had time enough to run, stop in the middle of the end zone, and then start backing up, and then here's the ball. And I'm like. He wasn't he wasn't supposed to be that wide open because uh, if he would have brought the safety with him, which should have been Chung's assignment, but they Chung brought in was, the new guy just yeah. a couple of plays early because Chung broke his uh broke his forearm. He bites down on the route that's supposed to be um that's supposed to be open. Woods was supposed to be open, but um I don't even know the the corner's name that was doing that. 
Um, you get any, you get any tackles? The Patriot, the the starting guy, the starting corner. Yeah. Opposite of uh, I don't even remember the other corner's name. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but he was sitting with um, Jackson, right? Yeah, he. No, I don't think. Um, I don't think Gilmore was sitting on that side. I don't even know where he was. No, not but, Gilmore. Uh, J C. J C. Jackson's his name, right? Mm-hmm. The other corner. Yeah, he. He was. Yeah, he was sitting there covering. Um, I think he was covering the flat or. If I'm not mistaken, Gilmore may have been covering the flat, but Woods sh would have been open if um, Cooks would have caught that safety. And that's what I think um, Goff thought was happening. So you put that into perspective, and that's just a little bit of going what was, what was uh, eating at our momentum we were trying to get. Well, and, that, that could sum up the whole game, right? It's basically anything Goff thought was going to happen pre-snap, the opposite happened post-snap, all, all game long. True. And for me, as much as I look at it, I don't think they got a lot game plan in, a, a lot of game planning in, or a lot of preparation in prior to the Super Bowl. I mean, say what you will about... I, I wouldn't say inexperience being a myth, but just inexperience in general. Although a Super Bowl is two weeks, there's a lot that goes on prior to it. I mean, you got to get off the high of going to the Super Bowl. You got to shut that off and get ready to play this team. And I don't even think, I think it probably took, I think it took us like two days to get off of that. Yeah, at least. And then, you know, they talk about getting your family and you have this many tickets. I, I yep, mean, tickets, all, all that stuff. That probably took another entire day. And then once you finally get to Atlanta, you start doing all the media coverage. You, you're you no longer at your practice facility and you're at this indoor facility. And um, I'm not going to say they were taping their walkthroughs or anything like that. but um, <laughs> Not again, not again, no. not again. No. <laughs> um. You probably they they may have just kept it vanilla. Like yeah, we'll just do some basic stuff. I mean, we already got a majority of what we could back in um, uh, Thousand Oaks. So I I don't think they had a, they had a lot of time to prepare. Give and take. This is the first Super Bowl where this is Bill Belichick's, Robert Kraft's, and Tom Brady's. Um, what ninth? Well, ninth, ninth together. You know, uh, Bill has how many rings now? Eight or something like that. How many does Bill have as an assistant? All together, this is his eighth. When? So what is eleventh uh, Super Bowl? Mm, yep. So I mean. He's been there. Yeah, he's been there. Times. He knows how to take care of it. And he <laughs> might have even given that to Kraft on what to do when he went as an assistant on, like, what happens. 
and how to prepare for it and get everybody like riled up. It, I mean, you heard me say that even before. I mean, Bill Belichick was like more into entertaining his granddaughter than he was about the trophy. Yeah, seems like he's bored with the NFL now. It's and like, I was like, uh, yeah, well, you you own the league. You own the league that came in <laughs> after the NFL, and it still shows. Yeah, but how many teams from the NFL are in the AFC? Are there well, there's, any? There's... Oh, from the old AFL. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even. Uh, well, the Jets. Right, because Elway, or not Elway, <laughs> uh, uh, Namath, we're going to win the game, I guarantee it. So, I don't know, it's, it's probably, uh, isn't it mostly comprised of old AFL teams? Well, yeah, when they did the merger, uh, that's what it was. That's what they created. And then they, um, it was only three divisions, right? Yeah, the West, East, and Central mm-hmm. for the longest time. But then they split that up. So, really, they've been the gatekeepers of the AFL. Like, if you really want to make it through the Super Bowl, you got to make it through New England, and there's nothing you can do about it. And for Sean McVay's case, I mean, um, Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin both said it when they were watching the pregame stuff, how McVay um, – I think I remember Doug Peterson and um, – Bill Belichick having a similar conversation. And I think Bill Belichick only looked at him and was like, I've never seen you without a lead. And that that's all I got from that. And they kind of chuckled about it and then went back to their uh, uh, their sides of the field. But McVay kind of shook Belichick's hand. And I I got to find a way to find that clip because the, the Twitter clip of it got deleted. I don't know how, but... Somewhere, I, somewhere Belichick walked up to McVay and was like, "You're taking over, buddy." And yeah, I, I thought of it as just the fact that like his play calling is starting to take over, and now everybody's going to be picking it apart because for some reason, just Belichick is just not a great example. I I don't know how, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you don't get a credibility to undercut people. Like, you come here to win the Super Bowl. You do not come here to get paid. There are only two people who get paid here, and they take pay cuts. I don't know so much for Belichick. Um, He could do whatever he wants. If he tried to leave, Kraft would throw him his own. Like, he could throw him his entire franchise because he's the reason it's so damn good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Brady understands he can't break the bank now because... Uh, because of the um, the salary cap. Because if anything, he could get Robert Kraft to give him like forty mil a year, if there was no oh, cap. Oh yeah, if that's what he wanted. And he's he's got the credibility for it, even at his age right now. I mean, who wins a, who wins the MVP at forty? <laughs> like you think about that. If you say, if you would have asked anybody that. Or you you would have told anybody that like even like six years ago, um, we're gonna have a forty one year old uh, MVP. They'll laugh at you. They'll probably even take a bet on that. Even if you told them, even if you knew what year that was gonna be. So you put all of that. It, it just 
Yeah, it's his sixth ring, but I mean, honestly, he should have won it last year. And it it just seemed like the game that we were going to play against Bill Belichick was one that we were never going to win, which was the emotional game and how <laughs> how much lost momentum can you keep if we keep giving you chances. Like, Goff was throwing clear interceptions that they were dropping. Their offense wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Our offenses wasn't doing anything. But it wasn't like the fact like Tom Brady was... Tom Brady wasn't going to lose it for him. But he he was in the position where the defense isn't going to let him it. win it. Yeah. Until well, late. Until man. the fatigue really kicked in. Didn't matter anymore. Um, well, it, it still mattered. But, yeah, by the time, I mean... Even on the Gronk touchdown, like we were saying, you know, Littleton, all if he would have just pushed them uh, outside, the safety would have been there. Well, if yeah, if he didn't push him outside, oh, he, he would have kept him inside. Yeah, and I even looked at a clip from uh, someone else that was looking at that crucial moment. Apparently, it's the same play that uh, Wes Welker dropped against the Giants. Is it? Yes. Same situation. Oh. I mean, same situation. Probably a little bit forward down the field than it was back then against the Giants. But okay. Gronk was in a spot that it was supposed to be. So Littleton pushed him in the correct area, whereas Brady dropped it um, still inside. Why John Johnson wasn't running, I don't know. Um, I do think Brady looked him off a little bit, and he couldn't take off because uh, – Edelman may have beat Roby already, but um, yeah, just Wes Welker was wide open, and then Brady throws him this back shoulder fate that he had to like jump for that. That's hard to catch when you're not thinking you're about to get the ball. Yeah, so especially when you're running full speed towards the sideline on the left side, you look over your right shoulder, and here's the ball coming towards your uh, your left, and you're like, um. All right, I'm gonna jump, twist my body, and do the best I can. <laughs> but so I'm watching the, the the play right now to Gronk on Game Pass, and when Brady threw it, it was on his left. left so Brady threw it to Johnson's right, right? Mm -hmm. Brady's left, Johnson's right. Johnson was on his last last step to his left because he was the single high safety. He was going to his spot in the middle of the field to watch for posts or whatever. So Brady caught him going the wrong way. Not the wrong way, but um He looked him off or he caught him backpedaling. He was he wasn't set yet. Yeah. He caught him while he was still going to his, his position. Now if you do watch that clip pre snap, Littleton had problems calling the rest of the play. They were in the middle of uh yeah, everyone's running around, yep. yeah. Littleton yeah. Littleton was on Gronk and was supposed to cover him and you see yeah. him running he was across running the, the wrong uh, way. He's <laughs> in the wrong way. They're like, Gronk's not covered. Littleton, get your ass over there. And it was too late. Yeah. Even, uh, who was Peters covering? Peters was, was that covering. Devlin? He was, was that Devlin? Devlin's 54, I think. Oh, uh, uh, Burkhead then. Okay, so he was covering Burkhead. 34. 34, is that Burkhead? Yeah, and that was the wrong thing to do. Well, he didn't even cover him. He went straight back to go with Gronk. Yeah, because he figured he was like, it's going over there. But he wasn't necessarily sure. Because otherwise, if he would have took a look at Littleton, 
uh, um, screwing up. Oh, yeah. So if Littleton either pushes them more outside or more inside, that's a pick either way, probably. No, if he would have just rather looked at, um, if he would have looked at Peters and just said, switch, Peters would have had leverage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you, instead, I don't know how you make that, I don't know how you make that adjustment. Like, look, I can't get there, but you're already there. Cover Gronk, I got, <laughs> I got Burkhead. Burkhead ain't yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> And then Peters will probably just blast Gronk. I mean, he'll probably fall to the floor, but you could do the best that you can because they would have messed the whole timing up. And that one, that one broke the ice of offense because that now killed the touchdown. momentum of the defense because it was an it was a go ahead touchdown. And Sony yeah. Michelle. And uh, Rex Burkhead were already slowly starting to gash us if they weren't already for uh, big runs out of these big formations that we don't have the personnel for. Mm-hmm. Like, Wade's not lining up in no 5 2. And nah, even if Wade he's got all up. those tight ends out there or extra linemen, he's still not going to do it. So you add that, and then you add all of the. Uh, the nuances of golf just be, I don't know if it's arrogance or he, he, he doesn't want to get like, if he doesn't like the tag of, or I wouldn't say doesn't, doesn't like, but doesn't really care about being called a system QB. Why aren't you taking check downs or why aren't you throwing the ball away? Like when he, the two times he ran to the sideline, one, he chucked the ball last minute. And then the other one, he gets blasted. Yeah. Or no, he yeah, did it he, three he, times. Yeah. He did it three times. Uh, yeah. The the first one, um, he chucked the ball out of bounds, and then the second one, Van Noy got him all out, all out uh, in the middle of the field, rather than throw it away. And it's third and two. He get he gets sacked and he kind of got spin spun on his knees. Yeah. Well. It's, yeah. That's yeah, a throwaway. If if the play's yeah. gone, just throw it away. I mean, let's third down. He's trying to make something happen. That that's similar to what he did during the Eagles game. Where it was third, yeah. and, where he's third and one. He <laughs> and gets he tripped, him. and he's like, "If I could just get the ball out of my hands and throw it, I'm good." And then the ball does that crazy crap, and Gurley's, <laughs> look, Gurley's looking at him like, "Why are you on the floor? And, what you doing, bro?" <laughs> and then just gives it to him. So. You couldn't even tell if it was a sack or die. I think it counted as an interception. So it was. He somebody's got to distill that stuff into him. You will. I think that was McVeigh's fault in that, in that aspect, to tell Goff I might lose some of these play calls. If it's not there, just get it out. Just just get it off the field because he doesn't even know how to throw the ball away right. He almost he almost intentionally threw an interception when he uh, hit CJ in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Van Noy could have just looked over and was like, "Okay," and then just reached over at CJ's back and got the ball. And I'm I'm looking. I'm like, "You don't even know how to throw it in the dirt. You don't know how to throw the ball away. It, that's got to be arrogance." Or McVeigh just literally hasn't taught this kid how to throw the ball away. Well, you know he's only 24 too. You know that's. True. I mean, we have high hopes for him, but um, 
he's so far he's so much of a work in progress you can't expect him to go out there and out Brady Brady or be Peyton Manning at 24 years old you no, know you're 24 not, year old you're Peyton not gonna Manning. run out there and beat Bill Belichick <laughs> oh, he could have though. He, he could have. He could have. He had some situations where, I mean, any of those catches brings like, like any type of momentum to just all right. We could we could blow this game wide open, but Bill Belichick was not having it, and they were getting in their own way. Yeah. So. I mean, even with uh, people being mad at him, like one thing I've always looked at um, as an aspect of football personally is like when the lights hit, it's always the young ones that crack or stare at the lights, uh, stare at the lights um, like a deer in headlights. And I had completely forgot about our coach. Well, <laughs> I had completely <laughs> forgot about the fact yeah, that our coach yeah. is susceptible to this. He's thirty, yeah. Well, because we have so much faith in him, and he's he's so good. You don't. We have a choice, man. We've been think. spoiled. We've yeah, <laughs> we've been spoiled. Like it, 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 it may have brought a lot of us come crashing, uh, crashing back to earth. But I wouldn't say like. We're off a of cloud nine now. We're we're looking realistically at the team now, but still, it it's remarkable to even see this type of turnaround and even have the luxury of of even watching this. Like all it took was a damn coaching change to go from technically what were the wins that we had with Fisher? We went we went three and one for the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, we beat the um, what the Seahawks. We beat the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and um, no, the Vikings. No, we yeah, went, we, I think we, we beat went. The, I, we went four and twelve. We went four. Yeah, no, our only other win was against the Jets. I think we won six to nine. Yeah, that was a horrible game. Um, uh, but the first. Uh, I went to the Seahawks one. Yeah. And I can't remember the other ones. I want to say it was the um it was uh it was the Buccaneers cuz um I think it was the Bucks. Yeah, cuz we didn't yeah, cuz uh we didn't score a touchdown and they were still talking about it how LA hasn't scored a touchdown. Yeah, LA hasn't scored like a touchdown. December of uh 50 years, 20 years. So it was the yeah, it was the Seahawks, Bucks. Jets and then uh, someone else in there. Um, I'm trying to find it, but NFL.com isn't very uh, good. I click on it shows us at four and twelve for that year. I click on it and it's like, oh, this year you went, and I don't want to see all the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, we uh, oh, we scored against the Bucks. Touchdowns, we won thirty-seven, thirty-two. But we beat the Yeah, because uh, that was the one that had the delay. Yeah, okay. That was when they had the delay. The delay, and then, yeah, that's uh, right. It got all the way down to the point where... Um, um, uh, Jameis Winston did that scramble outside and, and still looked like he was trying to throw the ball like four yards four yard, uh, ahead of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I remember now. 
and then <laughs> Robert Quinn comes and swats <laughs> the crap out of the ball. Uh, oh, we beat the Cardinals because um, you remember that yeah. pass to Brian Quick on the sideline, and then I don't know how he got past two people and just took yes. off. I do. I forgot Brian Quick was still with us in 2016. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Um, was Stedman Bailey still with us? Stud, man. Nah, I think he got shot. Or did he get shot or stabbed? No, he, he was shot. He, was he shot got shot in the dome. Um, I think he got shot already. Yeah, because um, Brian Quick was our only two touchdowns. And yeah, I mean, at, at the point of when we lost to the Cardinals 6-44 to and Jared Goff is standing there saying he'll get it fixed, I will fix this. That was the Niners. I mean, no, no, that was yeah, that was the uh, that was the Cardinals. Yeah, and uh, I mean, then everything happened. Did you guys? Did anybody really think we were what thirty six games away from the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> no, no. One you know what I mean? That. You know what I mean? Because last year we had what seventeen. We have the whole league trying to look for for our clone. Like, they literally probably want to take his DNA and just clone somebody. Oh, I, they wish they could. Yeah. They're, and. They're trying to upload CRISPR. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's hard to believe, and as much as you want to get mad at it, even as a, as a Rams fan, uh, that started with St. Louis, or even Rams fans that have started uh, um, started with Los Angeles. Uh, you can't be mad for very long. I I understand you, the Lee or the uh, we put up thirty two points a game. We put up thirty two. I know. And then you wait to the Super Bowl to just bring out nothing. And I mean. I can get into my whole conspiracy tinfoil hat type of stuff. Save that for another segment, but I'm I just say the coach was starry eyed and no one was really prepared to go to a Super Bowl. And I I'm okay leaving off at the uh NFC championship. And I mean I was actually prepared to even call the NFC championship um a successful season. Yeah. Before the Saints game, you asked me if things go wrong and we go to New Orleans and lose, is it, it still a successful season? And I said, we got to at least get to the Super Bowl. And um, if that, with that being the case, um, that that says that the suit or the dream team or the super team works when it technically wasn't. I think what what was our additions? Um, Sue. One, two, Cooks. three, four, four. So you say four with the mid one. Fowler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fowler with the mid one. And you don't really necess- necessarily CJ, know how all those people are going to go through. But yeah. um, you. Oh, Peters. Yeah. You it go, wasn't no. You go back to this game and it's like. Gurley, in my opinion, was at a. Yeah, 10 carries for 35 yards. You you have to ask yourself, if he was actually hurt and out there as a decoy and you don't we don't know what type of hurt he is. We just we assume something's wrong with him. I, I don't know if it's mentally. Um 
I mean, what is Gurley? Only 25, 26? Yeah, I think he's 26. Going from calling your team and your coach a middle school offense to one of the most high-powered offenses in the league that's actually being copied and necessarily can't be copied because no one has three solid receivers. And an all-star running back. (laughs) And an all-star running back. And a franchise quarterback. I mean, we have firepower. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's just everybody's young. So in this situation, I was thinking Gurley might have really hurt himself during the Cowboys game. Like uh, when when you look at his um his injury he sustained during the uh uh the week one game against um against the Raiders, where where his uh, leg got twisted. I wouldn't say he got twisted, but he fell on his knee and then got tackled awkwardly where they pushed him uh, uh, backwards, and he was gone. Malcolm Brown was in for the rest of the game, and um, fortunately, uh, Peters ended it with the uh, pick six. So, Gurley never hurtled. Now, I like if I got to fact check that, I – I will, but I'm almost certain that I had never seen Gurley hurdle the entire season. And he's had some some good gains and stuff, but I think he re-aggravated when he fell on his knee um, during the Monday night game before the bye. Yeah. And right after that, it, anything, any type of running for a long period of time um, caused inflammation. So they weren't going to play around with that because they know what happened What happened with Cup. They rushed him back. He was all right, and then he tore his ACL on his own. Just nothing, just running around against mm-hmm. Seattle, right? Yep. So you, you, you have to ask yourself, do you want him as a decoy? Do you want to lose your franchise running back and then have to pay him for the next four years and possibly end his career? Or... Do you take him out completely and try and try to run um, John Kelly with C.J. Anderson? Now you can't do that because you need the pass protection. Yeah, and I don't think neither one of them could have really pass protected the way that Gurley can. No. So, unfortunately, and I, I think I've I've said this before when we were talking about it, McVeigh was put into a box offensively. And it, it didn't, the score didn't help. And I think that was done on purpose by Belichick. I don't, I don't necessarily know if McDaniels and Tom Brady were necessarily in on it. But as vanilla as McVay's offense was and the stuff that they weren't, they weren't doing anything new, kept doing outside, outside zones, no, I think, what, two screenplays? Was there even that many? I, other than the one that Brandon Cooks caught, but it was a yeah. wide receiver screen like they normally do. But outside of that, you didn't get no running back screens, no draw plays, nothing out of the ordinary. Did we even did we even run a wide receiver? Um, we uh, never actually handed it off to him, no. Yeah, so we didn't even do a um, a wide receiver. Uh, the heck is that play called? It's not a dive. Um, a sweep. Or, or, yeah, wide receiver. We didn't even do any sweeps. No toss plays. Yeah. Sweeps. It, 
Like it, maybe it was, some double drags. It was just it was like the offense was it looked preseason to me. It, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it was weird because it's like McVay had a script in his head what he wanted to do. And it's like for what at least the first half, it was run on first down, play action on second down. Every single drive. And, and when it wasn't working, McVay kept saying, well, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Yeah, because it's only the score is only three zip. Yeah, and, and then it's it became fine. three three. So yeah, we're we fine, have, but you're not yeah. fine. We don't have to get out of our comfort zone yet. And like that's what we were saying is that Bill, like you said, they may not have uh, had Brady involved, but Bill was like, "I'm just gonna hold this carrot right in front of your face. Don't don't start going crazy. Don't start." Doing plays that I'm not sure what you're going to do. Keep running on first down. Keep throwing a play action on second down because we're bringing that heat and we're not biting. And it's going to be third down and we're bringing even more heat. And by the time once the scores really start, then you realize you don't have a, you don't have that much time to really yeah. work with. And the next thing you know, the game's over. Next thing you know, lost. Brandon Cooks drops that touchdown and Goff goes right back to it. And like you said, we were talking. It was there. The pick, it was there if Goff can plant his feet. Cooks was running right by him again. Well, he was running by him, but, like, if you look at that play again, um, Gilmore's already backpedaling. So he's just he's backpedaling sideways, waiting for Goff to just <laughs> let, let it loose. And then he'll just turn around and run. Cause, I don't think uh, – I think Cooks is past him. Because I know they're running out of real estate. You think it's you think it's on the dime in the corner of the end zone? I and think so. I, I think so. But I'm, I'm watching it right now. He's still like uh, crow hopping. So He's when not, is when is Cooks even? Um, the well. like the three. Because ball's it, already in the air when he's even with them. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's not even even with them yet when Goff threw it. Let's see. Goff threw it to him when – ah, man. So, Goff already had it in the air. Gilmore was at the 9 and Cooks was at the 11, maybe the 11. So, he was still behind him when he threw it, but mm-hmm. – um... But uh, Gilmore was, was like he – was, he wasn't quite backpedaling. It was more of like a crow hop. He was getting to a specific position. Hmm. So he saw it fluttering, or he saw it coming in the air like that, or you think, I think he, would, he was, or you think he, he was, was beat? I think if, because the route he was running, he was beat. I think he was waiting for Cooks to come across his face, but the ball got thrown too early. Oh, you think Cooks was going to cut? I, well, I think he was anticipating Cooks was going to cut. Hmm. But Goff got rid of it. Well, it didn't uh, help his, because Van Noy was in his face. Was that even Van Noy? Somebody was. Yeah. Number 21. Yeah. No, it was a safety blitz. 21. Huh. Dang, and he wasn't even there. He was off to Ah, he would have got there. Yeah. And then, like, we were saying, Cooks dropped that one. He got popped on that drop. He got whoever the safety was. Herman, whoever came in for Chung. Uh, hit, hit the heck out of him. Oh, during that? Well, I think he would have fell with the ball if he would have muscled his hand away from, um, uh, what was that, Gilmore that was on him that was holding his hand? Yeah. 
So if he would have wrapped his hand around or like just kind of slapped his hand away from him, um, he would have got it. If he wanted to play for the penalty and try to catch the ball with your he left hand, he probably would have got it. If he was trying to play for that penalty, what? He probably could have got the penalty if he wanted it. Yeah, he would have. If he would have tried to catch the ball with his with his left hand, try mm -hmm. to bring it up and try to catch it, and, and obviously. Uh, uh, have the ref see that uh, his left hand is um, incapacitated, then uh, he could probably draw the flag. But in a situation like that where they're not calling anything, slap his hand away, muscle it away, and try to catch that ball. This is the Super Bowl. You're, uh, ain't no time to be caught, uh, trying to play penalties. No. You're not, no. not going to penalty your way into the red zone in a situation like that where the game's already like just boring as crap. Not just that, he probably started having flashbacks of last year. <laughs> what, getting leveled? Yeah, getting got. He, was like, he still got hit. Doing? I mean, even if you get hit, if the ball hits your hands, you got to catch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But he got to play the next play. Like last year when he got got, yeah. he was, that was it. Yeah, there was no more of that. And eventually, by the time you come to, your team's gone or your team's lost. So, um, Did, for him, I mean, I can't blame him too much because, I mean, that – that was a perfect ball to put for somebody that short. That's just yeah. remarkable. And then that's even more remarkable for Goff to see somebody that short, wide open down the field, and you're like, yeah, you weren't supposed to be open. Yeah, Gilmore's 6'1". Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not – it's not like he was working against a small corner. No, no, that's what made it – that's what made it worse yeah. for me because I thought he was throwing a jump ball. And I didn't realize he was on his back foot. And I'm like, wh why? This this feels this feels like Case Keenum all over again. Like he was throwing jump balls at Tavon Austin. You're like, who? What are you doing? Who gave them the go ahead for that? Yeah, and you know, there's those two touchdown. Well, I mean, the one right before the pick, he might have been stopped at the one. But for all intents and purposes, that's basically a touchdown pass. Two touchdowns that Cooks dropped, but it's hard to get on him because, I mean, the dude still had eight for 120. I mean, he might be – he's 100% his Super Bowl MVP if he catches both of those. Mm -hmm. um, but if we somehow get through it and win, he still might be Super Bowl MVP because eight for 120 ain't no joke, especially in the Super Bowl. No, because it was only between two people. I mean – uh, who's receiving? So you get Edelman with 10, uh, 10 out of 12. That's the difference is he was 10 out of 12 and Cooks was 8 out of 13. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he could have had 200 yards. <laughs> he could have had 200 yards receiving. He catches those. Because uh, those both went for 60, but you, you wouldn't think the other ones would be. Um, he wouldn't have any more than that. I think he'd probably end at like maybe about 130. Um, he wouldn't have the other ones because we'll probably be running the ball like crazy. And did then I even then, you're, you're talking about 13 to, um, 13 to 14. Or, did uh, I? Yeah, 13, um, yeah, 13 to 14, unless we get another field goal and we yeah. start checking it down. It's just that one annoys me because, oh, man, Reynolds had, yeah, it, it just was not a good game. Yeah. Did I tell you what happened? <laughs> So, uh, if anyone's listening that knows me or if they listened before, it was my daughter's birthday during the Super Bowl. And mm -hmm. um, we had a little birthday party for her at a bounce house so the kids could go over there. Um, I was 
watching the Super Bowl, of course, but I was, you know, I had guests, so I was, um, like, the food and stuff, I was kind of running around a little bit. And I, I wasn't um, paying too much attention when they flashed one of the stats up, right? And it showed the yardages. And I was like, well, that's not bad. I was like, what do they got, like, eight more yards than us? It was the second quarter. I was like, it's not too bad. And uh, Dom turned to me. He goes, that's Edelman against our whole team. <laughs> Oh, I was man. like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Because I was, like I said, people were still coming in. Um, we had the chicken wing, everything, you know. Uh, here's cups. Make sure you guys this and that. So uh, I kind of caught that. When they put that up on the TV, I caught it right as it was going away. And I was like, you know, okay, they got five more yards. What is, okay. <laughs> no, that's Edelman. I was like, ah, oh, geez. And Sue said something about. Uh, I don't think he said we we shut down Edelman or more of um, uh, I think Edelman was the game plan at the fact that they were only going to let him get stuff short. But this man yeah. was winning every one-on-one he got, and then we just stopped bumping him for no reason. We just uh, started letting him come off the uh, uh, come off the ball um, free. Or not come off the ball, but uh, um, come off the line free with no no physicality, nothing. So he'd do his little zig route, uh, burn the ankles of whoever was uh, covering him, and get like get your little seven five yards. yards. Yeah, and they just ate us alive with that. That's why. But it was it. a good game plan. Yeah, because he wasn't getting in the end zone. No, and like me and you were saying before, um, or we've been saying since, if you told me before. The Patriots only scored 13 points. I would have put my house on this, on this B. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you'd have told me, hey, we let Edelman, you know, we, yeah, we let him go 10 for 140, but they only scored 13 points. I would have said, oh, I'll put my house on this. How much I got in my savings account? I yeah. we won that game. We blew the brakes off them. I would have said we did, you know, what Seattle did to the Broncos. And I thought it was going to be like that, especially when we got that first um, interception. Pick. But really. Uh, we only scored touchdowns against cupcake teams when it came to our defense or special teams. Um, yeah, I don't remember a significant pick six against somebody. I mean, yeah, the Raiders were coming out the gates like all right, but no, oh, they were just hiding. After that, it was downhill for uh, for that. But our our defensive and special teams touchdowns came off of the Niners. And I can't think of anybody else um, besides um, Kansas City. And that was because we were close to the uh, we were close to the um, the red zone when Aaron Donald got to uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's young, so he's gonna hold on to the ball and, uh, for dear life. I don't think he ever threw away the ball. Oh, actually, Mahomes was saying uh, I think they uh, he's he did uh, ask me anything I think on Reddit before the Super Bowl. And uh, he said he don't think he ever had a, a strip fumble in his whole life, his whole career. And Aaron Donald did it to him twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, in a situation like that, I don't think it was the fact that he was getting the ball out. It was just he was arrogantly holding on to it, and the routes were covered. And I think, um, like, his first read was his first read was probably uh, Tariq Hill and then Jason Kelsey. And then you have to find somebody else. But by the time you get to Jason Kelsey and you're like, that's not there, uh, ball better be out going towards the sideline or going going to a check down or something. Yeah. 
So you know, Cooks was streaking towards. Uh, it's confusing on the the McCourty play where McCourty made the play. Mm-hmm. Cooks, he just went straight. No one covered him, but he was streaking towards to to Goff's right. Towards McCourty for all intents and purposes. Yeah, he started moving a little bit to yeah. the right towards the middle of the field and throwing up the mailbox. And I'm like, yo, go to the left. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody running at you. Now, that in a situation like that, Goff should have threw that over to the left. But, I mean, if you yeah, do I don't think it. You trust Cooks for that. I mean, hell, we, heck, we had, uh, what, everyone was open that play. <laughs> really? <laughs> We had Woods open for a 20-yard chunk. Uh, let's see. Cooks was open. Wood, I mean, Woods wasn't like wide open, but he was underneath the coverage. And he could have thrown it to CJ for, you know, five yards. Yeah, he played at levels. And then... Uh, he got too yeah, many options. He got too many options. It was like, uh, I got to go for this touchdown. Then the ball flew. Well, we only all put three out there. We were leaving Everett in the block. That's the thing is if if uh, ever it didn't block if he would have went ran an out route or something and maybe McCordy look at him, that's a golazo. That's a touchdown. But we needed him in the block or else he probably get sacked anyway. But yeah, Woods was open for what were we at the thirty. Oh, Woods would have been open at the fifteen or at the thirteen. So it was a it was a fortunate situation for them, and I mean, the the offense held up, and I mean. Like I was telling you, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, and when I was thinking, because when yeah. we went three and out after that, after that, that interception, I was like, "Why do you waste that moment?" Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, and we got a long game here." And I mean, Tom Brady had a long game. It was yeah, that was like his first could, pass. Yeah, that pick. And apparently, somebody won some money off of that. Yeah, I forget what the odds that his first pass was. He's never thrown an interception on his first pass ever in his career. So, um, if anything, we we got a lot going for us, and I mean the team can the team can look back at that and say, and they can even use the Patriots as an example, especially Golf if he wants to. And I mean, if he, I don't know how you necessarily start playing like Tom Brady um, by getting the ball out. Like Tom Brady doesn't necessarily have like a a thing about him besides like that crazy look he gets sometimes. It's like you you I, know when you know what I'm talking about. Like Aaron Rodgers well, got yeah, that pre snap thing he does. <laughs> uh, Philip yeah. Rivers uh, looks like he's throwing the ball a ball with his off hand. Um, I know Big Ben can't be tackled. Like you better send an offensive or a defensive lineman at him. If you send a safety free, he he's gonna look at that dude while he falls off. over trying to get him down. You know, all quarterbacks have their their like their niche, like some niche, something yeah. that defines them. I mean, Matthew Stafford's got a rocket arm, but can't hit anybody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Cam is uh, a running back and a Cam will dunk the ball on you in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> and he will hey, golf? he will he will uh, uh who who got messed up a lot in the NFL as a quarterback? Troy Eggman? Was that the dude who loved to dive? Or was that Elway? That was Elway. Cam will Elway his way down the field and he's big enough to take the hits. 
Well, the problem with Cam is he'll, he'll also at times Sage Rosenfels his way down the field. Remember when he lost the game for the Texans because he tried doing that and mm-hmm. he fumbled? No. Yep. Uh, but, but with the whole getting the ball out quick, it's because someone's open. That's all. I mean, it's not like Brady has some super crazy release point that Goff has almost the exact same release point. You know, Rodgers, it's a different motion. But Goff and Brady's mechanics are almost exactly the same. There's a couple things Goff can tighten up. So yeah, I mean, what I'm what I'm getting at is for Goff to like, like how I secretly call him Mega Man. Um, oh, how he absorbs their powers. <laughs> <laughs> but he, Mega Man only absorbs powers of his enemies he defeats. So I mean, yeah, technically we beat the Packers, but um, I we'll, we'll have to slip some money to. Um, Ty Montgomery, but we'll never get yeah. to see uh, well, Aaron Rodgers versus Aaron Donald with a uh, with a drive like that. Um, and I don't even no. know if Donald has any uh, statistics under that because I mean it seemed like Sue was making the fourth quarter plays for us. This well, I just year. mean in his career because like uh, technically, oh. um, if you want to talk about the overtime game that we won. Uh, um, what was that? 2015, last uh, last home opener in St. Louis, when um, against Seattle. Uh, when Seattle went for it on four, well, they had to go for it on fourth and one in overtime, um, and they went in the shotgun and handed it off, to, <laughs> handed it off to Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> and Brockers was already two yards downfield and hit him, and then Donald cleaned it up and ended the game. Yeah. So you talk about a situation like that possibly happen. We'll never get a chance to see it. But um, I don't know if he gets the direct tape from from whatever um, we record. I don't know if you have your own cameras that you can view during the game to get tape off of. But um, this might be important footage to have. I know the Falcons have it, the Eagles have it, and obviously so do we with Game Pass where you get an all-22, but um, he can take a lot from Brady what happens when you're getting a full-force first-team defense going after you because I can only imagine um, like the first-team defense is probably half-hearted. They can't touch him. Yeah, but they're doing their job. I don't know if they could be that half-hearted because they're doing – as you look up the, the score, it's not like they can't touch them and they're dropping 40 on you. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is Goff getting his tape, fine-tuning it, what's going on and comparing it to Brady's and trying to uh, mimic Brady because he's only played him twice. And – is just, I mean, he's got he's got a lot to learn. And what better way for the last bit of adversity to have is to lose a Super Bowl to arguably the best team. Like, everybody learned a lesson there. Like, even the defense and even Wade. Like, if you want to be that, if you want to be that, that defense – in a situation where your offense can't do anything because your opposing defense is probably just as uh, just as smothering as you guys, 
y'all got to y'all got to score on um y'all got to score on defense cuz um even the backups even got a chance to get in when uh John Franklin Myers got that fumble but Ethan Westbrooks wasn't paying attention and oh, thought he was just no. getting a sack. If Ethan Westbrook would have looked up, he would have known that the ball was on the floor. But he's over here helping with the sack and celebrating on top of John Franklin <laughs> Myers and uh, Dante Fowler's looking at him like, dude, why didn't you go for this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, you got to play lights out against a team like that because if you're not playing whistle to whistle, um, everyone else is, you, you're, you know? you're going to miss those fine two moments. That's why I like, I still respected Seattle, like still to this day after like what they did our first, our first year with, uh, McVay when Ty Gurley got that touchdown and stretched his arm out. Yeah. And, they, um, they... Earl Thomas slapped his hand away yeah. and then they got that, uh, Touchback. they got that touchback. I was like, defenses, you got to play like that against teams. Um, if they don't give you, like, a an obvious window, there are small windows there that teams don't pay attention to. Like, I mean, it, Leon Lett, of all people, celebrating before you get in the end zone and drop the damn ball. But at least they are up by a million points when he did that. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, you get a situation like yeah. – uh, was it the Bears that did it, or was it um, the Bears uh, this past year, right? Yeah, uh, was it the Bears that did it, or was it the Steelers? Both. No, it was the Bears. He dropped the ball. He pulled it. He pulled it to Sean Jackson. But didn't the Bears do it too, or the Steelers do it too? No. No. I don't think that year, but um. Okay. So you get like fine-tuned areas of opportunity like that that sh- that we keep missing because we're not we're not playing whistle to whistle like i mean possibly possibly in the back of his mind i i don't know if brandon cooks was complaining for a flag um after his second missed touchdown but it it's stuff like that that you you don't think you're going to get the opportunity to have or seize with a little bit of uh adversity in your way so the core team's not going anywhere it doesn't look like we might have a super bowl hangover because and you don't really have a super bowl hangover if you lost it sticks in the back of your mind like a like a bad that's like a bad nightmare that had like true meaning to it well that's kind of what the super bowl hangover used to be it started with us I think it was us um that the loser of the super bowl didn't make the playoffs the next year for many years yeah both the uh both the patriots um and the eagles broke that um falcons as well yeah i but it started you know in 02 we went seven and nine and missed the playoffs yeah so it started with us and then um you know the the next year the Panthers. I guess the Eagles didn't make it. It was uh, the Raiders didn't make it after the Bucks. Uh, oh yeah, they went they went downhill after that. You know the Buck. Well, so did the Bucks. Did the Bucks even make the playoffs? Um, no, no, no. I don't remember. Um, 
I don't know if Chucky ever did make the playoffs in back-to-back years. Wasn't that kind of his thing? Didn't the NFC South have a, a, a curse where if you won the division, you were last place the next year for a while? I think so. Um, I wouldn't know too much about it. It's even crazy to look at these stats. Like uh, they, they went seven and nine, no three of the Bucks. Brady went twenty-one for thirty-five for two sixty-two. I know, and Goff had two twenty-six, two twenty-nine, two twenty-nine. But he went ninth. He he was two. He was um two completions short, but over three um three attempts. So he was nineteen for thirty-eight for uh, two twenty-nine. But he was sacked four times. Yeah. He was he was getting thrown all over the place. No, they they had. If Brady would have had as many drops or key drops as we did, mm-hmm. his stats would have been wor- way worse than um, you know Goff's. It, it's just uh, that's why was, half of those were to Edelman. That's why it's the lesson, right? Yeah, because Goff did perform basically. A, or not even basically, he did perform as well as Brady did. If not, maybe even outperformed him when you accumulate the drops and what could have been what Goff is in control of, right? Because all Goff's in control of is seeing you're open and throwing it. Um, So he went toe-to-toe with them. It it, it came down to the 66-year-old versus the 33-year-old, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we didn't have Wade and Bill. It was Wade and Josh and McVeigh and Bill. Yep. And Bill Bill let him have it. Mm-hmm. Bill got his, uh, he, he might, as much as he wants to give credit to uh, Flores, and I mean, I, I don't know what goes on um, in, the, uh, in the classroom. So, I mean, it, it could be 100% him or 80% him. Um, I'm not buying it personally. But they put on a clinic with that defense, and yeah. they knew how to fluster Goff. And, I mean, apparently word's getting out um, uh, that the game plan for for Goff was to confuse um, Brian Hoyer, who did a whole bunch of uh, tape yeah. on Goff, but he was using all the public tape. So... Um, all the behind-scenes crap that we have been doing, all or um, hard knocks, all or nothing, because I think all or nothing was um, uh, with McVeigh. Yeah, because hard knocks was with the fisherman. Yeah, and um, uh, Peyton Manning's detail, mm-hmm. and I, he could be even he, he could have even been watching. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Behind the Grind, the Facebook oh, series yeah. that we have. He could have even been yeah. watching that, but I don't know if that was a, uh, uh, enough information of what what the classroom looks like. So, um, we might even tone like that. Might even be a lesson to tone down the um, uh, the video <laughs> the exposure. The, yeah, the exp- the exposure to the um, to the locker room or um, uh, the game planning. Um, rooms and stuff so yeah we might end up even shutting that down we could and maybe the smart thing to do too because i i don't know how much coverage the uh patriots actually get but i don't i I don't watch other other team stuff like that 
I would imagine that it's a lot less than ours. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we ain't got much of a choice. We need as much exposure as we can before the stadium's built. And, I mean, we got it now, but no one's necessarily – well, the true fans are appreciative of the NFC Championship game. And, I mean, shame on whoever did that crap with the L.A. Times. Literally, if I was golf, I'd put that in my locker. I'd frame that, and I would put that in my locker. I wouldn't put it in my locker. I'd put it in the locker of every player that's on the team next year. Not just golf. I'd put it in McVay's uh, office. Oh, hell yeah. Put that I'd in put it. Uh-huh. I'd put, I'd put that on the front door just, just to see what it takes to get to win these people over, but to also understand like what you're up against. Like every year, I'm assuming these people want you winning the Super Bowl, or it's a crappy year, or it's an unsuccessful year. And understandably, that's probably how the Patriots feel, even though they they got the uh, they got the credibility and the trophies to back that up. Like it's okay if they miss the playoffs. Everybody gonna be saying they're done and crap, but they do that week four of every year, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably because people were just sick of them. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I, I wish, I wish I was really watching football back then when I started. Like, it, I didn't really get into um, watching uh, analysis and ESPN and uh, um, Fox Sports and a whole bunch of this. Um, uh, YouTube tape and film and stuff like that until like five years ago, but and I didn't get I didn't really get into stats until like six years ago. I wish I would have been looking at the coverage of the Patriots for those first three Super Bowls, because it was almost like the entire NFL fandom rejoiced when they lost to the Eagles. But it almost seemed it was like inevitable that they were going to go back because the AFC really didn't move. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, but he's with Andy Reid. But he's got Patrick Mahomes. So does he cancel out Andy Reid? Sort of. Well, he he does what he can. Well, he, he did what he needed to do, but it was the defense who coughed up three first down or three first downs on third down. To lose yeah. the AFC Championship at home. But they also did nothing in the first half offensively. Oh, yeah, they were. Or the first, what, 50 minutes offensively that did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a, a team effort to lose that yeah. by them. Because I, I think I, I was I was probably thinking the same thing when it was 14 nothing. I'm like, hey, are y'all going to score anything? And that's a credit to Bill. Like he, I think he was he was on a mission. He was on a mission to shut down any high powered offense that came that came against him that postseason. Chargers, no. No. Chiefs, nah. We'll do it in your own crib. <laughs> Rams, y'all not getting more than three points. Y'all better Nada. kick field goals to try to win this. Well. Yeah. To possibly prove that I win these Super Bowls. Not you. 
Yeah, like we were saying, because if, if he beats the Eagles last year in a high scoring affair, play defense, oh my he gosh, beat Brady, Brady. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if they beat the Eagles, you know, forty whatever to forty something, Brady's so great. They would, <laughs> you know, Bill couldn't stop him. Oh, they got one stop, but still, it's all Brady. It's not Bill, and you know, bringing it real back real quick to that stupid L.A. Times cover, Bill Plansky. The, he used to do, uh, was that Around the Horn with ESPN? I don't know if you know. Anyways, it, on that cover, underneath and to the left of it, he's got an article, and the, the title of that is Brady Shows Why He's Still the Man and Goff the Kid. <laughs> so Bill Plansky better go somewhere else that ain't L.A. <laughs> take, that, take that crap back to, uh, I think it says, uh, I can't even read it. On Atlanta, right underneath his name. So, something like that. You better take him back to Atlanta, you old panda ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, now Brady is probably trying to coast for another Super Bowl. And, I mean, honestly, they probably could. And um, for Kraft to acknowledge Bill and Brady, but put Bill first. Um, he's come to terms. So Bill might get his predecessor. I I might step away from the NFL if they get Dwayne Haskins. If the Patriots do? Yeah. Man, I told you, I'm a believer in that kid. I think he's going to be a goon. I think he's going to be a... Um... A, a top, he's gonna win. The team that picks him with the top pick, or with whatever first round pick, isn't gonna be picking in the top fifteen for another decade. Yeah, he's a solid person, and honestly, I think they're uh, they project him going to the Giants. I see a lot of Giants. I see a lot of. Uh, I saw one mock draft that had him going to the Bills. I was like, get out of here with that I crap. Didn't drop that. Uh, what am oh, I, after all that. What am I looking at? Tankathon? <laughs> you go to football's future. Well, these are just people doing their own mock drafts. But No, I need to see the order. Well, Cardinals, Niners, Jets, Raiders, Bucks, Giants, Jacksonville, Lions, Bills, Broncos are the top 10. Oh, this one has the Broncos picking them at 10. Ooh. Hey, did you see that thing? <laughs> I saw a thing when the, uh, the the Broncos traded for Flacco. Yeah. Someone said uh, Elway's just getting a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks so the fan base could be like, oh, man, remember how great Elway was? <laughs> probably like, could. I don't when know you if see, it's an ego, if when, it's an you, ego thing or not. When they – when they keep seeing crap quarterback play, they're like, man, we miss we miss Elway. <laughs> what, you want him to go back out there and go get murdered? <sighs> Jake the Snake Plumber was a goon for him, too. Yeah. But he lost to the Steelers. So, with the Super Bowl finally in the books, uh, you know what? Dang, we lost 30 yards to being sacked. Uh, I, I don't know. know they had a stat like that. Um, yeah, I know. Total. Well, because it takes it off of our team total passing yards. Yeah, and ugh. <laughs> Their total yeah, yards was 260 to their 407. But, I mean, the the gashes in the run game was was what really killed us um, towards the end. Yeah, well, which is funny because before that last drive, I would have told you, before their last drive, if you'd asked me, you know, how, how are you guys doing against the run, I'd have said, we're doing better than I thought. <laughs> well, they beat us. 
It beat us by seven minutes in time of possession. Okay, I Is that it? It felt like it felt five like, hours. Like, yeah, it felt like it was like forty to twenty. Yeah. Um, and they were, we were, we were three for thirteen. They were three for twelve for third down. Yeah, I know they kept saying how bad we were on third down, and I kept uh, looking over at uh, Georgie because he was on the couch, and I was like, "They're doing just as bad as us, aren't they?" But they weren't showing their stats. Hell no. They're punches. The Patriots, man. Look, yeah. and then uh, the worst of all that I probably should have said at the beginning of the podcast was the one thing that put a lot of dread into me when when the um. Super Bowl started was the crowd noise. Oh, that yeah, I'm surprised we're barely hitting on that. that it was an away game. Yeah, it was an away game because I mean, all those people that was in the Super Bowl, I mean, I'm not going to say Patriots fans got money, but um well, like I was saying they they put their tax return away. They know what, <laughs> every year they they know what their vacation's going to be for. Pretty much. So <laughs> You got a lot of people who probably set out vacation time and set their time off and stuff. And you got probably an entire city of Boston who were ticket uh, season ticket or holders who who actually got Super Bowl tickets for the right price that they're supposed to be. Yep. Um, and they probably were slaying the playoff tickets or the regular season tickets all all year mm-hmm. to build up that portfolio for their playoff ticket. So you you get all that, and next thing you know, you you got like a seventy to seventy to thirty um, split. Yeah, that was a real seventy to thirty split. That's not like the fake seventy to thirty split that they tried saying the Cowboys game was. The Cowboy game was, and um, to run it back to that, how you were saying, be proud that we were in the Super Bowl. Especially if you're a Rams fan living in Southern California, who are most of the fans here? The Raiders, they man do nothing. We beat the brakes off in Week One. The Cowboys, we sent them home. There's some Saints fans scattered around, especially if there's some St. Louis fans still. You know, Rams fans, we sent them home too. So when as you look around, I guess really there's only one team that could talk bad about us, and it's the Patriots. Because even the Bears, they got sent home. It's about playoff football. It ain't about the regular season. No. No, it's not. And, I mean, for a turnaround, there's only one team that gets a pass for that, that, that actually get gets told that it was a successful season for them, and it's the Browns. They're the only team we can look at and and be like, if Baker was, if Baker was in at the beginning of the season, Hugh Jackson was already out of there, they'd probably be in the wild card right now. Yeah. And then – you know, if you flash back to a year before, losing to Atlanta wasn't ideal, but I don't think anybody in our fan base looked to each other at the end of the year and said, well, that was a bad year. No. <laughs> and we made the playoffs. We went up against the uh, playoffs. NFC champions. And, playoffs. And outside of, outside, of, outside of being gifted 10 points by Farrell Cooper, yeah, who's a cardinal? Yeah, who's a cardinal? <laughs> now I'm probably gonna end up getting cut. Um, it it was all right. It, I mean, it wasn't expected, but I mean, how do you recover when you, when you start losing the turnover battle? It, it, that's really hard to win, especially when you got a rookie coach. That's yeah. looking around like, "What, well, Pharaoh? What are you doing?" So you get that. 
you you get the admiration of arguably the best coach in the league who's who came from the NFC. <laughs> Started his career in the NFC, I think. And your coach is all starry eyed about him. And then you get this massive defense that's going up against um your young quarterback. Not to mention you're in an away game pretty much throughout the entire postseason. So it's like you yeah. got a fifty split against uh against Dallas and you did you did what you needed to do there. You, you beat Dallas with their own medicine. They probably got to look back at their uh, um, their players because I think they got people they got to play. Uh, they got to pay. Um, and then you beat the Saints in just such a fashion because there, there's a clip that I got to look at that I know I I can keep the emotion. That I know I know for me. Emotions tied to memory. So, if yeah. I ever have any like emotional event, it'll be tied and burned into my memory where I can kind of relive it. And it was what I saw after Greg's kick when everybody was celebrating. I mean, even even the commentary when Joe Buck called it, yeah, he sounded kind of mad and a little bit. And it was like, there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to call it. Aikman yeah. probably didn't say anything. I, I I don't even remember. Uh, Aikman's a UCLA boy, though. He Aikman grew up a Rams fan. Yeah, so I, I didn't hear him, but I didn't hear him say anything about it. But I know, like, Joe Buck sounded a little bit salty about it. And it was when they were panning around the entire stadium, you – you can see Rams fans like crying, and yeah, in, in New Orleans, in New Orleans, <laughs> and I'm like, these are the fans that came down from St. Louis to watch their team, and that put a huge grin on my face to know that, like, because I'm dancing around my freaking living room and crap, because I'm like, we're going to the Super Bowl, because <laughs> oh, in, I was... in crazy fashion too, yeah. just not only. Do you get the field goal? You get the field goal from probably the, arguably one of the best clutch kickers we have. Yeah. And it's in his sweet spot. Like and I, it's the longest. He probably like he probably misses like a forty-two yarder where he was. Yeah. Like a thirty-eight. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> put him back. Put him back. Yep. And it's a fifty-seven yarder. To send that team... The longest game-winning kick in playoff history. To send that... To send that... That team... To send your squad... To Not send just us. the team. Us. I'm getting chills just thinking about Like you said, man. To the Super Bowl. And I mean, I say that... I say that for anybody that's kind of dreading over the Super Bowl. I mean, you, yeah. you can accept it. You... It's like being a kid playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. You do all that work... All those losses back and forth to get all the way to Mike Tyson, and then you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> okay, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. But be glad of how you felt when you beat Super Macho Man. So <laughs> the feeling, I, I say to all Ramley members out, is to remember that feeling during the NFC Championship game. All the emotions you freaking went through. The beginning of the game, 
kickoff. Gurley pulling it on Sean Jeffrey early in the game, and that, and then yeah. and looking at the just... score at thirteen zero and thinking, yeah. how are we going to win this game? Then all the stuff that happens in between, rallying back, getting some more touchdowns, um, yep. shutting their offense down, shutting their offense just completely down. No one wants to talk about how uh, um, Michael Thomas only had uh, thirty what thirty nine yards. Yeah, and one of them was like a 14-yard uh, in the beginning of the game, a quick little slant, I Yeah, think. it was a slant that went up the field. Or a skinny, yeah. No one want to talk about that. Oh. And then you get all the way to the end of the game where even then, Hall of Fame quarterback in the home <laughs> of a football city. Like though I give credit That's, to those fans, they know how to bring the noise and when to stop it. Well, a, a city that's so emotional mm-hmm. that when Katrina happened, they rallied around the Saints to get away from their their daily difficulties. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that's a I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's a city. <laughs> that's a city. That's a city. That's what you want. Yeah. So you get all of that. And you try to penalty your way down the field <laughs> only to get swatted in the hand to by Fowler to have the ball just fall into the safety's hands, John Johnson. Yep. And then not only that, they tried to see the, the noise came back. They hey, they weren't phased by that. That noise came no. back to 102, 102 yep. decibels. And then they just started sending heat. So you move down the field. And we kept doing play action. We kept, we kept doing play action, <laughs> sending a free person at us. Yeah. And then golf turns around, and there's just black and black and gold jerseys all in his uh-huh. face. Cameron almost got him twice. So I know you do that, get a little bit of yards. You don't go very far. CJ almost fumbles the ball away, <sighs> and then and he's laughing. And he's laughing. You're looking at him like we. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl, man. Just just because you got a ring, dog. (laughs) So you you get that, get a little bit of yards, and now you're sitting here thinking, can Greg the Leg hit a 57-yarder to send us to the Super Bowl? (laughs) With that noise. Yeah. And it's just at that point, it's just him. On the Hacker, right hash mark. On the right hash mark, which I personally don't like for kickers. I know. I know. With with just and him, a, Hecker. And it's a bad snap. And McQuaid. The first snap before now, the one that kind of made me um, uh, a little bit easy about it was Sean Payton called the called – the, uh, Early. He called the timeout too early. I'm like, are yeah, you icing him? I was like, what? good. I was like, why? You? I was like, woo. He called that a little too early. I some some coaches do that. They don't call it uh, between the hike. They or right before he the hiked hike. it anyway, and it was a clear snap. So now yeah. you got that, and now you got to dread for another uh, thirty seconds before they get back out there and officially do it. So you got yeah. that in motion, and then and you're sitting there. The crowd's trying to get into it. But it went dead after the ball got booted. So you hear that thud, and then just everybody got quiet. Everybody in front of the televisions got quiet. I got quiet. I probably was holding my breath at that time. I started and you, crying, dog. And you think 
And you thinking this is probably going to be something that's going to hit the upright or be in a corner or just yeah. be shy or something like that. No doubt. No, that ball was straight down the middle and prob- probably could have went for like 62. Mm-hmm. I was standing in the atrium <laughs> in the middle of my house. I was on my screaming. couch. I was actually like I was behind my couch. Hiding, <laughs> hiding behind. Like, if you were looking from the television at me, all you can see is my head and my eyes. So I'm, I'm hiding behind the couch. Like, either I'm gonna fall under the crowd, under the couch, talking about, man, we didn't make it, or what happened afterwards. That You're about the box jump over your couch. <laughs> that ball went straight through the middle, and yeah, I said, like, for anybody. Um, that's feeling sad. That's feeling sad about it, and you don't want to see the memes anymore, or people are still, still giving you crap about the final of the uh, Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams may still have it on their website, and it's on their YouTube or the uh, their Facebook channel where they do sounds of the game. Watch the end of the yeah. NFC Championship. And it captures that feeling, just how they how they did it, um, the video coverage on it, and go into the off season with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Remember that feeling. Remember that feeling going all the going into the 2019-19 season at the start of it. We're probably going to get a lot. I don't. I'm not necessarily sure we make any noise in the off season. As more as we're trying to keep the core, but I don't. I'm at a loss for whatever we do because honestly, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect well, that'll all those be moves. An, yeah, that'll be another episode. <laughs> it's off season, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's the best advice you could give them is remember that feeling you had after all the years of suck. Yeah, after yeah, after and all them I, years of suck, you're actually I, sitting there mm-hmm. looking at that field goal go through, and it's not mm-hmm. setting in yet. That you can literally say, "My team is going to the Super to Bowl." The Super Bowl for for the rest of my life, I'm gonna remember. Like I said, standing in my atrium <laughs> and watching that kick go through, I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super Bowl's already been put behind me in, in the back of my head. I, no memories were made that day. <laughs> for me personally, for so, me personally, that that one was like the learning experience you need to possibly, if you want it, if you're going to be a dynasty, be one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to say uh, the Bills dynasty was not a dynasty. I mean, it's four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, you lose them, but it's four straight Super Bowls. You still have four AFC Championship mm-hmm. trophies sitting in your franchise, hey. your franchise case. And do people really think we're not going to be back? Who do we got to worry about in the NFC next year? Them boys, the Bears, the Saints, Breeze. You don't got it no more. I'll say that this wasn't look, it I for us. I will only say that. I will only say teams that have a regression. You have to regress in front of me. Now I'm I'm not gonna because they said that about us. They said we were gonna yeah. regress 
Um, but we showed no signs. We showed no signs. We won. We won two more games. We won two more games for the uh, for the season. We have a situation yeah. going on, like um, like the Patriots. We got two franchises that can't get things right, and they keep uh, uh, recycling things. The only one that yeah. you really need to worry about for for us is the Seahawks, and then even then, Pete Carroll might not want to do it anymore because they have a franchise quarterback. Yep. Yeah, but and remember, this was the first year of our first real window with Goff. Yep. We're not anywhere near the end. As Goff's rookie contract runs out, that will end the first window. But we have a guy who is going to be calling turbo set for us for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. So don't hang your head, Rams fans. Hold your head high. Keep that Super Bowl patch on uh, your throwback jersey, or if you got swindled and bought a golden blue jersey, keep wearing it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Nike on that. I mean, I had to uh, yeah. I had to make mine, but um, yeah, Nike but don't, Nike wasn't very fun with that. Yeah, don't stop wearing it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the We Not Me podcast. You got any last words, Jay? No, other than uh, closing it out with, uh, I think we ain't done yet, on three. Um, One, two, three. I think we ain't ain't done yet. yet. Follow us on Twitter, at WeNotMePodcast. We're on Reddit, kind of posting around a little bit if you're around there. Uh, We'll have a Facebook page up, too. It's going to be the WeNotMePodcast. We'll keep you guys updated, and uh, you'll know what's going on. Peace.